Connor, let's turn page 116. <clears throat> the three rules of, how do you pronounce that word? Pedagogy? Ah, never did right. Repeat, repeat, repeat. <laughs> so we're going to repeat. Page 116. <clears throat> Amen. This is a spiritual hymn. <laughs> All right. Are you getting ready to leave this world? Yes, sir. The song says I'm getting ready. The gates of pearl. Amen. All right.
been a while since I've sang a song. It was one of the, when I was raised as a little boy in church, it was very often we sang it. See if I can remember. On the hallelujah side. Which side are you on? Hallelujah side. Hallelujah, oh me. <laughs>
and I believe it does, oh, yes. in that sense. Which side are they open to? Daniel always went out and opened his windows and prayed towards Jerusalem. It didn't matter what wind was blowing, sun was shining or not. Faithful. How faithful are we? How's our record going to be when we stand before the Lord? You're going to say, there's a big gap right there. What happened? Anyone have a special prayer question? Let's uh, remember Sadie uh, and also uh, Diane Kicklider, the Ukrainians, pray for victory. And um, we need to remember one another and our community. And the best way for us not to be oppressed by Satan fighting us is to put him on the defensive. So, charge. Put him on the run. <clears throat> yes. Yes. To remember my mom and dad, they're aging, and just remember them. I would request for uh, Marshall also. Um, he he's got to where lately he has went into some kind of uh, phase or something, I really don't know. Uh, at least tiny, he, he usually would go outside and play and you have to hunt him down. 
Now, he don't really want to go out unless his mama, of course, is right there with him. And the least movement, if it's a gnat flies in front of him or he sees something, he freezes and goes pretty much berserk. And he, he's doing that in the last few days tremendous. So do pray for him that the Lord would heal. Guy called me the other day. Uh, his name is Carnes. Uh, he said he's making a lot of great progress in his life, uh, especially with his relationship with the Lord after a pretty long, extensive conversation we had a couple days ago. So, if you could pray for him, because his family was in pretty bad disarray not too long ago, and they seem to be doing really well. I mean, the Lord just lead them in their lives. Yes. They can show not just Remember these needs as much as we can and, and together and pray and ask the Lord to help us in our service also.
on the armor of our, our God. Yes, right. My husband just mentioned about it. You have a weapon. Right. A lot of us don't use it. Yep. It says take on the path our captain trod, not made with hands. And then it talks about shield of faith. you got to have that shield of faith to defy the foe, not made with hands. That right. shield is not made with hands. Until you hear the trumpet blow, you gotta keep that shield up. Yeah. And then it says, "Come up, children, get yeah. your crown." Yeah. I don't know if that means anything when you have laid your armor down, right. not made with hands. Right. Y'all looking for that day? Yeah. You have to keep up your armor. Man, you gotta get up in the morning and put your helmet on. Not made with hands. Let's sing that first verse. Christ within the appreciate him so much. Amen. And I'm uh, so glad to see all of you here this evening. Good having our friend. He's been working hard, I hope. And uh, we're glad he made it here tonight. And uh, just need to see what God's got for us. Um, you know, we, uh, we've been living in some difficult times. And I wish I could tell you things are going to get better. So let me tell you instead. Brother Ryan, things are going to get worse. Things are going to get worse. But stay with the ship. Amen. If we'll stay with the ship, we'll make it to the other side. Amen. Well, we're going to come to you tonight for our Sunday night offering. Brother Robert, if you would come and receive the offering for us here tonight. Lord, thank you once again for this opportunity to enter your house, Lord, and worship you. Lord, we ask that you bind the devil at these doors, Lord, that you don't let it come in, Lord, that you rebuke that evil spirit, Lord, that so that the people in this building can get to know you, Father. The circumstance doesn't have to define how they leave this place, Father. We ask that you just bless this service, God. We ask that you bless each person here. Give them what they need, Father. Give yes. Person, yes. To walk out of here a changed person, Lord. We ask all these things. Wonderful things, Lord. We ask that you bless this offering. That may be used to further your kingdom, God. Love, Lord. Your church master. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Also, I forgot to bring the announcement, but um, uh, Pecola Holiness Church is having revival 
<clears throat> this week, help me, Teresa, Kevin Webster, with Brother Kevin Webster. Uh, so that'll be Monday through Friday of this week. And so I know if you get an opportunity to go, uh, I'm sure that'll be a blessing to you. And so I just wanted to let you know about that. And then also uh, there are some that are, are talking about going to the, um, uh, the convention. That's what Brother Bill calls up in Virginia. And so that'll be coming up the first week in May. And then the last week in May is the uh, Brother Randy Webb's meeting. And so uh, uh, there are several meetings that are coming. I don't know about y'all, but I, I'm ready to get back to meetings. Huh? Amen. I, love, I love being in, in church meetings and being with other Christians. And I appreciate Aren't you glad we're not the only ones? Woo! It would be terrible if we were the only ones. Make me wonder. Huh? But there are some spreading around here, there, and yonder. And I appreciate the Lord for them. And I uh, appreciate what God's doing for us. Tracy, you got another song that you sung out? Okay. All right. Thank the Lord. So, uh, Brother Todd, oh, I'm sorry. Got him while he's trying to fetch a toy. Why don't you stand and testify? All right. Praise the Lord. I was, thinking, I was actually thinking how, um, well, I guess, has anybody been battling a little bit? Maybe a little bit. I think maybe everybody probably around battling the same type of things. But for me and Bridget, we've been, we definitely been uh, battling, battling, battling all week and just different things. And it's crazy because we know, we sit there, we talk to each other about it, and it's the same thing. And we tell each other, like, we know this is the devil. Like, we know. We are telling them, this is the devil. This is what he's saying. It's not true. This doesn't even really exist. He's just saying things. And, and but for me, you know, I'm, I'm too big and too strong for that, right? It don't, it don't affect me. It doesn't bother me. Full of the Holy Ghost. How can this bother me? And I just keep pressing on. And the devil just keeps pounding and pressing. And, you know, and then Bridget, she, she doesn't go down, but, you know, she's struggling a little bit. So I'm trying to help her. And, and then at the same time, the devil just pounding. And I'm just too strong for any of it to, uh, to, to affect me. And then you get to a point where I feel like now, I feel like the Lord's just like, I'm just going to allow allow a little something here to where the only thing you can do now is just cry out to me, right? right? Remember, remember, you're not in control, right? I'm in control. And that spirit you're filled with is my spirit. That's so, what right? Jesus he says. Completely in control of that. So we get to a point where sometimes we just got to get there and just cry out to the Lord. Yeah. That's right. So That's right. right. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. That reminds me of a story that uh, my pastor told many years ago about some folks that had, uh, were at a particular church and, and there were three ladies. They jumped up and they were shouting. And, uh, and so the pastor said, sit down, you hypocrites. Huh? 
two of them sat down. And at the end of service, they came up to the one woman that uh, was still shouting and said, didn't you hear the pastor? He said for us to sit down. I said, it wasn't talking to me. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Quit talking to me. She was operating. You got to know what you got. And then you got to keep yeah. it. Amen. Yeah. I appreciate the Lord. Over. Amen. That is good.
not some in it's all in Jesus your success is all in him your walk through this life is all in him if you do anything outside of him it's a failure and it's wrong amen and it won't amount to a hill of beans as they used to say amen it's all in Jesus hallelujah in our struggles it's all in him amen in our in our high time it's all in him amen whenever we're going through a hard time when satan is attacking us whenever we have doubt or whatever it's all in jesus amen 
He is our help. He has overcome the world. And because He's overcome the world, be of good cheer. We, ye shall overcome too. We are made overcomers by the word of our testimony. Amen. And by the blood of Jesus Christ. He is our hope. He is our strength. Amen. He is that one that binds us up when we feel like we're falling apart. Huh? Oh, what a great God we serve. What a great God. And when we mess up big, He says, come on back. And when we mess up in a medium way, He says, come on back. And when we mess up in a little way, He says, come on back. Woo! Grace and mercy and truth. Amen. We serve a great God. And we've got a God that is for you. He wants you to make it. Amen. And I'm going to tell you, we've got so many things that are seem to be against us. You have, we have our society today that teaches all kinds of strange things. Like, you know, we don't know if you're a boy or a girl. How do you feel? What do you think you are? Huh? And then uh, we got, we got the... I'm sorry, maybe you still got it, but we got the idiot tube that uh, melts our brains, turns us into uh, Robotrons, and so whenever they uh, give you a, a new gizmo, we got to go out and buy that new gizmo, or whenever there's a new style out, we got to get rid of these clothes and go get them new clothes, huh? We don't need all that. We just need Jesus. And then we got your biggest adversary of them all. Worse than society, worse than the idiot box, you've got you to deal with. And did you know Jesus can give you victory even over you? When we get to the place where we're willing to humble ourselves, Brother Jeff, I've humbled myself before. Got to do it again. And again. And again. And again. And again. And when you get to thinking you're something, don't worry about it. The Lord's coming by. He'll let you know you ain't nothing. Mom, we're nothing. The only time we're anything is because of Jesus and Him living in us and through us. We serve a great God, wonderful God, a God of mercy, of forgiveness, second chances, third chances. Aren't you glad? Brother Jeff, I I just don't want to live like this. That's so crazy, isn't it? What do you mean you don't want to live like God wants you to live? Huh? You want to live in such a way that's going to take you to hell? People are so concerned. Oh, oh, that's got calories in it. Oh, this has got this in it. Oh, this has got that in it. No, no, they won't take a vaccination shot because, oh, it might be the market. Just craziness stuff. 
but yet they'll treat their soul to any old trash. I don't know about you, but I want to make heaven my home. I want to live in such a way that the Lord can say, are you scared of that? Have you considered my servant Teresa Butler? Have you considered my servant Brother Robert or Brother Todd or Brother Jamie? Huh? Have you considered Brother Jeff or Rebecca or anybody else's name in here? Huh? Or are you saying, oh no, I don't want to live like Job. There's a lot of things that are out of your hands. We do not know what tomorrow holds, but we do know that Jesus holds it. And His path for your life has already been written out in your DNA. There's one, one option in there that's not written. Will you go through the tests and trials and the burdens of this life with Jesus or without Him? That's the choice. It's so much better with Him. If there is not even the promise of heaven, it's so much better. His ways are right. There's peace in our homes. I don't know about y'all, but when I got saved, you can ask my wife, there's sometimes she says, roll over, you're snoring. I say, no, I'm not even asleep yet. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, she's right. I, I'm in that in-between zone. Huh? I can go right to sleep. I don't wake up with a headache. I don't have to do something because of all the fun I had the night before. I'm ready to go. You know what that's about? It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Amen. Had a great service so far. Anyone want to hear some preaching? Amen. What about the rest of you? Amen. Okay. All right. Well, you talked me into it. And tonight, if the Lord help me, I'm going to do some meddling. I almost think I'm one service late on this, but I don't know for sure. You don't mind. We're, we're still having some issues with the air conditioning, so if you don't mind, I'm going to remove my coat. <laughs> but um, I've added some to it. I never can preach anything the same way twice. But I pulled this one from the files. Preached this back in 2010. And um, I think it's a, an important um, pastoral message to the people that I think will help us. And um, one of the things that are so important is for us to understand ourselves. Years ago, when Teresa and I um, 
well, when I went in to go get surgery, I was uh, 335 pounds. I was a big hole in this preacher back then. <laughs> and, uh, but I was dying with diabetes and other things. And so at that particular time, to get that surgery, you had to go and go through their classes. Well, what it was, they had shrinks up there. Uh, some of y'all may not understand shrink. That's a psychologist, okay? And they want to look in to see and if you can do it because they had, dip, had uh, uh, did the surgery on some people and they lost weight at first, but then it all came back. And the reason was it wasn't a matter of anything physiological that was making them big. It was had to do with the brain. I was amazed, absolutely amazed. He got in there and he got to talking about different people and different personalities and what caused weight in people and all this type stuff. And when he hit my little point, he was right on track. And this guy don't know me. There are times we lose sight of who we are and what we're going through. And it's so important for us to keep ourselves in our, that sight. So with that in mind, let me read a few scriptures here to get us started. Uh, I can't tell you because i got seven scriptures right here at the first. So if you want to stand with me and I'll read through the scriptures. first one's going to be Proverbs 14 and 17. So if you would stand with us. You can read along with me there, but then I'm going to 1429 and Proverbs 2119 and then Proverbs 22, 2425, Proverbs 27 and 4, uh, Proverbs 2922, uh, Ecclesiastes 7 and 9, Matthew 5:22 and Luke 15 and 28. And then I'll start my sermon. All right. All right. Proverbs 1714. He that is soon uh, Soon angry dealeth foolishly, and a man of wicked devices is hated. <coughs> he that is soon angry dealeth foolishly, and a man of wicked devices is hated. Proverbs 14.29 He that is slow to wrath is of great understanding, but he that is hasty of spirit exalteth Folly. Proverbs 21.19 It is better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and an angry woman. Amen. I'm sorry, that's Bible. <laughs> it can go the other way too. It can go for, believe it or not, there are angry and contentious men too. So just, alright. Proverbs 22.24-25 Make no friendship with an angry man. And with a furious man thou shalt not go. Lest thou learn his ways and get a snare to thy soul. Proverbs 24, uh, 27 and 4. Wrath is cruel. Anger is outrageous. But who is able to stand before envy? Proverbs 29 and 22. An angry man stirreth up strife. And a furious man 
aboundeth in transgression. Ezekiel 7 and 9. Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry, for anger resteth in the bosom of fools. Matthew 5 and 22. But I say unto you, that whosoever is angry with his brother, this is Jesus speaking, whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, or empty head, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of fire. Luke 15 and 28, And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. This is about the brother of the boy who came back to his father's house after living in the swine place. So let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, Lord, we need help here tonight. And Lord, we need help not only in our church, but in our community and in our country, Lord, and really in the world, Lord. And we're dealing with the spirit of anger. And Lord, there are times that we are angry and we don't even want to recognize it. And Lord, I ask and pray here tonight, you would help me, Lord, through the Holy Ghost to put a spotlight on us so that we can recognize the symptoms, the, the ways that anger uh, comes out in people, Lord. Help us, Lord, here tonight to recognize where we're at and help us to deal with that anger, Lord. Because, Lord, it is clear you do not want us to be angry with our brother without a reason. Help us, dear Lord, here tonight Help us to put away anger and to put away wrath and to love our neighbor and our enemy as you would. In your blessed and holy and righteous name, I need you tonight, Lord. Amen. Anger. Who in here has had to deal with anger in your lives? Who in here has had to deal with anger in the last week? Anger. Anger is an emotion related to one's perception. Notice this. It is related to one's perception of having been offended or wrong. And a tendency to undo that wrongdoing by retaliation. In other words, you did me wrong, I'm going to undo it. Maybe you spoke bad about me. I'm going to go around to everybody and tell them you're a liar. And what you said was wrong. That's anger. Hello? It is a perception of having been offended or wrong. I'm going to tell you, all of us go through this. All of us. 
And I don't know exactly what Brother Todd was talking about him and Bridget, but there's a lot of times somebody, you know, you go to shake their hand, and maybe they just didn't shake it as warmly as they used to. They just give you a quick handshake, and you think, what's wrong with you? What about them? And something begins to stir in you. It's an emotion. You ever felt anger? Huh? It just can boil up within us. Now, I got a lot of this information off of a couple of sites in, on the internet several years back. And so there's some words here that I don't really, I, I don't ever heard, but maybe you've heard of them. A bad Beck. I guess he's some psychologist. He describes anger as a normal emotion that involves strong, uncomfortable, emotional response to a perceived provocation. You think somebody's provoking you. Husbands and wives know this really the best. Huh? They do. Especially if you've been married for any length of time. Teresa, what? <laughs> what do you mean, what? Huh? She was just busy doing something else. She didn't mean nothing by what. Come on. When we can perceive... See what I'm, I'm talking about? Am I going too slow for you? I'm wanting you to understand this so that you can get a hold of this. And so, there are three recognized moods of anger. There is the cognitive, which uh, is talking about in your mind. There is a somatic effect, which gives tension and agitations. Then there is the behavioral type of uh, a recognized mood of anger, which is a withdrawal and an ant and I can't pronounce the word. A n t a g o n i s m. Antagonism. There you go. I'm sorry. Anger may have physical correlations such as increased heart rate, blood pressure, levels of adrenaline, and non-adrenaline. Anger becomes the predominant feeling behaviorally, cognitively, psychologically, when a person makes the conscious choice to take action to immediately stop the threatening behavior of another outside of force. The English term originally comes from the term anger of the old Norse language. You know them, them uh, Vikings could get angry. Huh? Anger can have many physical and mental co uh, consequences. The external expression of anger can be found in the mirror of your soul. Did you know you have a mirror of the soul? This right here. That's why sometimes whenever I'm looking out there and I say, oh, I'm losing y'all. It's because your soul is somewhere else thinking about something else going on. Okay? 
So the facial expressions, body language can show that you're angry. Okay? Clenched fist, crossed arms, um, a, a, a glare on your face. It can also be the physiological uh, experiences, like I mentioned just a minute ago, about the turmoil in, inside of you. And at times, in public acts of aggression, what do you mean? Huh? These are all expressions of anger that comes out. Humans and animals, you can tell it's something a Christian that wrote this. Humans and animals, for example, make loud sounds and attempt to look uh, physically larger and bare their teeth and stare. You ever had somebody do that? Huh? <laughs> I got some funny stories about that, but I, I'll leave that out. <laughs> the behaviors associated with anger are designed to warn aggressors to stop their threatening behavior. Rarely does a physical uh, altercation occur without the pro uh, prior expression of anger by at least one of the participants. That is a fancy way of saying it takes two to tango. <laughs> Brother Janie, those are the ugly issues. <laughs> and them socks. Why'd you wear them ugly socks like that with them ugly shoes? How can you argue with somebody that just smiles at you and says, thank you? Hello? Hello? That's a big point. You don't want to argue? Then don't argue. You ever had somebody say, I don't want to argue, and they give you the hands. I don't want to argue with you. Yes, they do. They're in the middle of it right there. Huh? If you don't want to argue, you don't argue. Huh? I love you, darling. Huh? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hurt you. Hello? Well, quiet. I'm talking about anger. I'm talking about helping us get to the place where we put away this anger and this wrath. You, uh, you heard these um, verses that talk about people who get angry. The Bible calls them fools. And it's a folly to be angry. You know why? Because anger never changes anything. And so here, these scripture, these writers here are helping us. The uh, the always takes two. Okay, while most of those who experience anger explain its arousal as a result of what happened to them, in other words, it's their fault. Psychologists point out that an angry person can be very well mistaken 
Because anger causes a loss of self-monitoring capacity and objective observability. In other words, when you get angry, you're big, those of you who've been angry before, have you ever noticed that your vision comes down? Huh? Comes down to a, a point. You can't see anger. When I played on a basketball team, our coach said, don't get angry. You ever try to play basketball with a referee and that other team and all them people shouting and not get angry? Huh? He said, Ang- anger causes you to lose your train of thought and you're not able to execute properly. Don't get angry. Symptoms of uh, one of the simple dichotomies of anger ex- is expressed by in passive anger versus aggressive anger. These two type angers have some characteristics uh, symptoms, okay? Passive anger, aggressive anger. The passive anger is the one that scares me. Huh? That's the one that just smiles at you. Just gives you a slight nod. Those are dangerous. That um, that aggressive anger. It's where they're in your face. What do you mean by that? Have you ever noticed when you're angry you don't like anybody? Including yourself. So passive anger, this is how it expresses itself. It, for one of the ways is through secretive behavior, such as stockpiling or storing resentments that are expressed behind people's backs. Hmm? Talking about somebody behind their back. Or just giving them the silent treatment. If I text you, please text me back. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Or under the breath, mutterings. Uh, They're always getting in trouble. Oh, they can't ever get it right. Okay. Secretive behavior. Avoiding eye contact. Huh? Putting people down. Gossiping, anonymous complaints, you know, this covers a lot of stuff. Poison pen letters, in other words, sending a letter to, y'all read about uh, uh, Elon Musk's uh, poison letter, he, well, no, it wasn't him, it was, who's the Microsoft guy that owns it? Bill Gates, did you read about that? He sent a text over to Elon Musk. Elon Musk asked him a question. Are you shorting my stock in Tesla? Uh, Gates said, yes, I still am. He said, I don't want to talk to you. A poison letter. That somehow or another got published all around the world. These are forms of secretive behavior of anger. Stealing. 
You have children that have a tendency to steal. Could be a uh, anger there. Yeah. Conning. You ever had somebody con you? That's a secretive form or a passive anger going on. Then you have the psychological manipulation, such as provoking people to aggression, then patronizing them. Oh, yeah, and I thought you were such a big Christian. Look at you, you just lost your temple. <laughs> Temper. That's what that's talking about. Then uh, provoking aggression, but then standing on the sidelines. Emotional blackmail, false tears, feigning illness. Oh, I'm sick. I just, you know. Sabotaging relationships. Did you know, Brother Robert, that they were saying this about you? Y'all still with me? Y'all too quiet. It means I'm, I'm hitting home here. Using sexual provocation. That's a psychological uh, manipulation of passive anger. Uh, using a third party to convey a negative feeling. Brother Jamie, tell so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. Withholding money or resources. Now, I understand that. Long before you leave church, the tithe bucket has already noticed you gone. Then there is, this is under passive anger, self-blame, apologizing too often, being overly self-critical, inviting criticism. That's also a passive way of expressing anger. Then there's also the self-sacrifice, uh, being overly helpful, making do with uh, the second best quietly, uh, making uh, lost suffering signs while refusing help. You need help. People offered help, but you ain't taking it. Well, they should have known. They should know where I'm at. They ought to understand where I'm at. I'm telling you, these are the causes of anger. Ineffectualness. Now, I thought this was just a certain generation, but anyway. Setting yourself up and others for failure. Choosing unreliable people to depend upon. Uh, being accident prone. Underachieving. Uh, expressing frustration at insightful, uh, insignificant things, but ignoring serious things. Being dispassionate, such as giving the cold sh shoulder or them phony smiles. Looking unconcerned. Sitting on the fence uh, when, uh, I'm sorry, sitting on the fence while others uh, sort things out. Dampening feelings with substance abuse. Overeating, oversleeping, not responding to another's anger. Uh, being cold 
Um, and I'm not talking about it, I'm talking about it toward other people. Indulging in sexual practices that depresses spontaneously and makes object, objects of participants. Anyway, giving inordinate amount of time to machines. Huh? Objects or intellectual pursuits taking, uh, talking of frustration but showing no feelings. Obsessive behavior. OCD. Hey now, folks, this is all passive anger. Okay? Passive anger. Such as needing to be clean and tidy and making a habit of constantly checking things, over-dieting or overeating, demanding that all jobs be done perfectly, evasiveness, such as turning your back in a crisis, avoiding conflict, not arguing back, but becoming phobic. You're scared of everything. Have I lost you? Huh? Now, I want to say to you, not all of these things can be signs of anger, but they can be signs of anger. Okay? Some of these things can be, when done properly, Good for us. Okay? But uh, then there is the aggressive anger. Threats such as frightening people by saying how you could harm them, their property, or their prospects. Finger pointing. Fist shaking. Wearing clothes or symbols associated with violent behavior. Uh, excessively blowing a car horn. Beep, 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 beep. Excessively. <laughs> I just do one or two. Beep, beep. Okay. <laughs> Slamming doors. Hurtfulness, such as physical violence, verbal abuse, biased or vulgar jokes. Breaking a confidence, using foul language, ignoring people's feelings, willfully discriminating, uh, blaming others, punishing people for unwarranted deeds, labeling others. Huh? In America today, we're bad about labeling others. Amen. If it's not uh, liberals and conservatives and it's socialists and fascists or it's a, a lazy and workful come on we label them destructiveness such as destroying objects harming animals destroying a relationship between two people reckless driving substance abuse now this one's got has had a lot of attention in the schools, but I'm not so sure how well they're doing with it. Bullying, such as threatening people directly, uh, persecuting them, uh, pushing or shoving, using power to oppress, shouting, uh, using a car to force somebody off the road, playing on people's weaknesses, unjust blaming, such as accusing other people for your own mistakes, blaming people for your own feelings, making general accusations, manic behavior, 
That means going from being good to being bad real fast. Huh? Manic behavior. Uh, uh, speaking too fast. Walking too fast. Working too much. Do you know that? Working too much. Ladies, if you find your husband at work all the time and just working, 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 he might be trying to deal with anger he's got at home. Just giving you a little heads up. Okay? It goes the other way too. <laughs> you got me started now. Husbands, you come home and supper ain't ready and clothes are dirty and house is not picked up. It might be they're telling you I'm angry with you. Huh? There's some people you don't want to mess with. Don't mess with your waitress. Don't mess with your nurse or doctor. And don't mess with your spouse. So, then you have grandiosity, such as showing off or expressing mistrust, not delegating, being a sore loser, wanting the center stage all the time, not listening. Talking over people's heads. Have I done that tonight? I'm, so, I'm not trying to. Okay. Expecting kiss and makeup sessions to solve the problems. Selfishness, such as ignoring others' needs, not responding to requests for help, or not accepting the cue for when you need to jump in and help. I'm about to make a turn here, folks. I'm getting close. Vengeance. Such as being over-punitive. In other words, somebody spills a drink and you break their arm. Refusing to forgive and to forget. I've always termed this as historical. Which means bringing up hurtful memories from the past. The Lord's forgiven them. I hope you've forgiven them. Forget about it. Don't bring it up. Don't talk about it. Go on. Unpredictability, such as explosive rages over minor frustrations, attacking indiscriminately anybody that's in the way, dispensing unjust punishment. <clears throat> Parents, I do know that sometimes all the youngins are guilty. I know that. But I want to tell you, sometimes there is a worm in the basket that needs a little extra medicine. 
Okay? Um, <clears throat> inflicting harm on others for the sake of it or using alcohol and drugs to relax you, to calm your nerves. It's called self-medication. Some of you old-timers, you get all upset. I don't understand why they're drinking all the time or why they're doing drugs all the time. I'll tell you the reason why they're trying to cover up anger and also extreme hurt in their lives. That is the reason. And we know the only person that can really fix that is Jesus. And so, uh, and then the other thing is using illogical arguments. So here's that big fancy list. Maybe the reason I haven't preached it since 2010 is the way y'all are looking at me right now. It's just like, you know, huh? I don't know. But I don't know about you, but that brings out insight into why am I acting that way? I'm just going to look at my wife and say, Teresa, now you've got to forgive me. I have. I just don't want to be in the same building with you. She hasn't said that, but I'm just using her, okay? I have said that to other people. You know, you need to forgive them. I have forgiven them. I just will never forget it. That's not forgiveness. That's not the way it works. Amen. And so, too many times we have these issues going on in our lives and we, we think it's just natural. It's normal. That's the way everybody's supposed to do. It's not the way you're supposed to do if you're a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't use any of your Jesus, he is out seeking to save those that are lost. Jesus, I hope you're not so holy you can't accept this. Jesus loves the sinner. Jesus died for the sinner. He died. He didn't come. He even said, I did not come for those who need not a physician. Huh? He came to seek and to save sinners. And so, I know that when we get saved, that there's so many changes in our lives happen. And there's a lot of times that there's this time of, um, it's almost like a, a honeymoon stage with the Lord or you know, a really good stage before reality begins to set back in with you. And uh, you're, you're, you're living, but then some of those old things start coming on you again. 
And what is it? It is the perception of somebody not doing you right. Y'all all must be guilty. Because the way that you're looking. Have you said recently, I don't know why they do that. They're not treating me right. That is a sign of anger. But I said it sweetly. It's a sign of passive anger. I, I don't want to contradict myself here. Okay. But they may not be treating you right. Huh? Yeah. I got your attention. What? Yeah. They may not be treating you right. But we're not allowed to be angry. That's the point. Can't be angry. How long did Jesus put up with you till you got to the place that you were so glorified Amen. that you never messed up anymore? Awesome. No, no. Doesn't matter how long you're serving the Lord unless the Lord comes by with a chariot and takes you up, God's still working on you. Yeah. And you still got needs. And my personal... Uh, my personal life, I think several times I've got, I've got this beat. I've got this over. I don't have this problem anymore. And then, boom, there it goes again. Huh? Patience. There was a time I thought I had the patience of Job. <laughs> I should have been laughing at myself because I didn't. But I thought I did. Until my youngest one was born. Huh? And then I realized, Lord, help me. I'm so sorry, Lord. I know I need patience now. Got to have patience. And so here, the Lord has come to change us. This morning I preached about the Lord is a gentleman. He's not going to make you do something. Huh? He may make it very uncomfortable where you're at, but He's not going to make you do something. And so, we've got to be willing to say, Lord, change me. You may not realize it, may not know it, but Brother Jeff had a terrible anger problem most of my life. I did. But now I never get angry. Forgive me, Jesus, I'm in the pulpit. Huh? We all have to deal with this thing. But we need to deal with it. And we need to get a hold of it. And we need to realize, no, that person is not intentionally trying to make you angry like that. No! But they may be putting things on you because they can't handle what they're going through. It's one of those type things. When I was in Egypt many years ago, it was a culture shock when we were in Cairo, Egypt. And uh, first of all, buses. Doesn't matter how many seats you got in the bus, 
they're going to pile up all around the outside of it and on top of it and they're hanging along like this and the bus is going down the road like that and then you look out there at the buildings and you hope that you've got the tallest building because whoever's got the tallest building gets to dump their trash on the next one and then the next one dumps their trash on that one and then if you're ground level you just try to keep it uncovered as you can People have a tendency to dump on others. Don't we need that peace? I'm talking from my heart right here. There are times that we really feel for you and the struggle that you're going through probably more than what you think we feel. Times it's stressful. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times Teresa and I were heading out of Dodge, trying to get a little bit of time off. We get a telephone call. We have to call down and cancel our reservations and turn around and come home. Huh? After a while, if you're not careful, it can cause anger. Bitterness in yeah. a preacher, yeah. huh? We have to understand, folks. Life. I said earlier, we didn't start, we don't know what tomorrow holds, but Jesus does, yeah. and we must be flexible for Him. Yeah. Okay, so we need that peace. That peace can only come. Through Jesus. Through the blood. Through praying. Through reading your word. Through singing songs. These are the ways that we get our minds off of the things that are hurting us and hindering us at times to be able to go on. I can tell you. So, and I, want, I want to make mention to you about something else. The person that will hurt you the worst is generally the one you love the most. Huh? Don't you think so, Teresa? See what I'm saying? Sometimes give me just a look. When you've been married 40 years. Huh? Anyway, y'all not excited as I am. Come on, Teresa. Isaiah 26 and 3, Thou will keep him in perfect peace. Notice that. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. When we trust in the Lord, we've got to keep our mind upon Him. Someone does you wrong, and they will do you wrong, you need to pray for them. But let the Lord handle anything that goes on. Over in Philippians 4, 6-8, through 8, it says, Be careful for nothing. Huh? Now, Brother Jeff, you've just been telling me we need to be careful. This word careful here means be anxious for nothing. Huh? i got to get going. Huh? i got to... 
Be anxious for nothing. Huh? The only thing that you got to make sure is right right now is that your soul's right. Everything else can wait. Huh? You got to keep your soul. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, letting your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. Listen. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true. Not, well, they said that, but that can't be true what they said. Whatsoever things that are true, Jesus, the Word of God, heaven, hell, those things. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Yes. Yes. Gonna be another beautiful sunset. Amen. Yeah. Huh? Right. Pure. Come on. Then Ephesians says, Ephesians 4, 30 and 32, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. One last verse. Colossians 3, 8-10. But now ye also put off these things. In Ephesians and in Colossians, he's writing to the church. He's not writing to sinners, writing to the church. Put off these things anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. He says, Lie not one to another. Huh? How are you doing, Brother Robert? Lord's helping. That's not lying. Not saying, wonderful, everything's wonderful. True Christians don't respond like that unless things are wonderful. Lie not one to another, seeing you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created he created us in His likeness and in His image. Told you I was pastoring some today, this evening. How are you doing with your anger? 
That's wonderful. I wish I was at that age that I either had it or I didn't have it. Huh? When I was his age, me and my first cousin, we'd fight, have a brawl with the dust flying everywhere. Huh? And then after we got broke up and uh, got our faces washed up, we were best of buddies again. Forgiveness. Put away that anger, that wrath. James says, let the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. You think blowing up at somebody, chewing somebody out, oh, I'm doing it because of God. No, you're not. The wrath of man worketh not the righteousness So I'm going to call all of us in here this evening. I want you to pray. Pray about your anger. Have you withdrawn from some things because I'm through with that? Pass it anger. Lay it. Ask forgiveness. So come. Let's search our hearts and our souls and ask the Lord to bring us peace. And let's cast that anger off. Off. Yes.